Hey everyone, welcome back to California Kitchens, my Gemini life. This is California. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you joined me today. The topic of the day is at the movies with me. I picked this topic because I've realized more and more there are limited movies out there that are actually worth watching. Of course, maybe that's just me and my uh, preferences in movies and what I'm looking at um, to get to gain from what I find entertaining. So, um, action, adventure, superhero movies have really almost run their course, and our favorite sci-fi movie series is over, done, needs to retire. Uh, It's got the word wars in it and the word stars in it. (laughs) Back in the day, I really loved that whole series, but it just went off on a tangent, and they really just, uh, it needs to go, I think. Um... The rest of the movies out there I really find are just plain old contrived. Um, it's the same, it, it just seems like the same movie over and over again. And it's just different actors and uh, reiterations of movies that have already been done. So I just wonder, you know, are there no more new ideas in the universe? Maybe not. I'm not particularly interested in war movies or biographies or anything political. I just do not find that entertaining. When I go to the movies, I really do want to escape. I want the movie to take me someplace I haven't been before. Um, I do like spy movies, um, whodunit, or um, I'm kind of looking forward to Ocean's 8 coming up. I just hope it being an all-female cast somehow they don't try to take it somewhere it wouldn't naturally go and you know sometimes I look at these movies with an all-star cast and I'm thinking they just need to make some more money for something right so they make a movie whether it's good or not and um of course George Clooney I think is directing this one so we'll see what happens I don't know I may go see it in the theater I may not um I wanted to go see Ready Player One because I did read the novel. I did not get to see it yet. I don't know if I'll get there before it's out of the theaters, but I definitely will watch it when it comes to On Demand on uh, Comcast. So, yeah, war movies, biographies, anything political. Um, I do like the spy movies. I know a lot of people don't like Tom Cruise. I do like the Mission Impossible movies, I think, um, It's just the type of thing that you could have on all, you know, if you have nothing to do and you own the movie, you could pop it in and watch it um, or just have it going on in the background if you're one of those people. I like the movie Oblivion. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, I do recommend that if um, you don't mind Tom Cruise. It's futuristic. It's really cool. It's thought-provoking. Had a cool twist, really. I really like the cool twists. And... um, you haven't seen Suarce Ronin, I'm not sure if I pronounced her name properly, in uh, Hannah. You have to watch that. Really cool cinematography and interesting novel um, location. I, I really I really dig cool locations. So I'm going to run down some movies I find boring and that save yourself the time and you can just skip them. And then some movies that I feel are definitely worth the watch. I'm sure I'm not going to remember all of the movies that I really like or all the movies I think are horrible right now. But um, we'll get that out there. And you can message me if you think of something or um, have a comment 
about the movies that you like or that you think are really boring. I'd love to continue the dialogue on this. So these are by no means ranked, and there's only a couple of them, um, by their boringness, but merely by the order I'm listing them in. So uh, one movie I found really boring and disappointing was Swept Away, which stars Madonna. And so I'll summarize it by saying, uh, rich, stuck-up yachty gets stranded by a crew member and humiliated uh, into submission or stranded with a crew member. They fall in love and are rescued, but it's the ending that sucked. There's no twist, no turn, and it just seemed like the writer bailed, and there was such an opportunity to make the, the ending much more interesting, but that didn't happen, so kind of boring. Um, any of the Hallmark Christmas holiday movies? I mean, it's you know how they're going to end. It's the same exact movie over and over again, year after year, same theme, same storyline, same actors, just no... Um, it's obvious they're all filled in, filmed in California or Los Angeles. Like, if you ever watch them, the, the snow is so fake. Or it's filled up in Big Bear. And there's shadows on everything. It's, it looks like they're wearing their Uggs and their winter coats, and it must be, like, 98 degrees out. I mean, it, it, it's just the lighting is just all off. You never see their breath, and it's supposed to be cold out. I just, I just can't. Um, I don't even get the Hallmark Channel, but when they come on on demand, sometimes you can get them, and it might be the ones that weren't popular on Hallmark, so you get the uh, rejected ones, or on Netflix, sometimes you'll get some of those rejected ones, so I know, it's kind of funny. Um, musicals. <clears throat> I have tried, really, I have really tried to watch musicals um, when they come out as a movie. Um, and I just cannot get into it. I can't. I, I actually can't even watch a whole one. I tried to watch Sweeney Todd. I read the book. I thought it was really good. I know it was on Broadway. I'm sure it was excellent on Broadway. I just can't get down with the watching of the movie. And, you know, they're, they're talking, and all of a sudden they break out onto song. And it's just like I'm going to get out and, and go in the kitchen and do dishes because I just can't handle it. Um, you know, and watching a musical live or on Broadway, it's a totally different experience, but Grease and Rent and Mamma Mia, and I really wanted to like them, but I just could not get through them on, on television or in a movie. Um, any war movies or fight movies or movies about the Holocaust and Schindler's List, I mean, I know, I know, I'm sure it's an excellent movie. That is just not entertaining to me. Anything that's going to make me cry or feel like shit for the next year, I just, I can't do it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, space movies other than Star Trek. And I think that's because they make me feel claustrophobic. Like just even watching live feed of the International Space Station I mean, can you imagine if your tether broke? It's, ah, it's frightening. So, you know, I do get through them, but I really, sometimes I struggle watching a space movie. Now, Star Trek's a totally different story because it's so obvious that it's not real. Uh, and, like, the Star Wars, it's so obvious it's not real. But some of these... You know, the Apollo and 
what was the one with um, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney? And uh, I think that is exactly what happens to George Clooney. Like, the tether breaks or something. He just goes floating off into space. It's, like, horrible. I, I just, it's not, it's not good that that happened to him. So, anyway... And Sandra Bullock and, you know, what do you do in an emergency situation? I just, no, that's just too stressful. Can't, can't do it. So I'm going to switch gears and talk about some movies that um, I really can get into and ones that capture my interest. Um, obviously, anything that's novel. Some, I, I really do like to watch movies that are filmed in locations I've never been to. Um you know, some of, um, um, like, The Saint was a cool movie. I think it was uh, filmed in Russia or Poland or Czechoslovakia or whatever. You remember Val Kilmer? I'm probably dating myself, but I really like that. And I mean, you could tell it was cold out that those guys, it, it seemed really real, and I enjoyed that. I probably watched The Saint 40 times because of that. I just could really get into that. Um, and, you know, I also like period pieces, so, like, Girl with a Pearl Earring, Pride and Prejudice, which is a favorite. I know, um, you know, it's based on a book, so you can't really screw it up, because it really follows most of the storyline of the book. And I like the um, Kara Knightley version. Um, yeah, that was, it's one of my favorites. I own it. I watch it. If it's a rainy day, there's nothing going on. I'll pop that in. Um, I also like Lost in Translation with Scarlett Johansson and Bill Murray. I thought that was a very cool movie. Of course, uh, they're in uh, Japan, uh, you know, and it was purely innocent. They just are companions while they're there. And I, I just love that whole idea <clears throat> that two strangers could meet and they seem so, you know, he's an older man, she's a younger woman, and the trust and what they experienced together for their time there. I just thought that was really cool. I was like, wow, I wish that could happen to me. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. Um, so I like that. Um, recently I, on HBO, I watched Roman holiday. I do like some of the older movies done in like the 1950s, like white Christmas and, you know, they're post-war era, lots of fun. Um, actually, I just contradicted myself because I think White Christmas is a musical, but there's, like, dancing. <laughs> and it makes sense in that in that movie. Like, Sweeney Todd, I, I just I couldn't make the connection. Anyway, um, so Roman Holiday, Audrey Hepburn, it was her first film. Um, <clears throat> it was Dynamite, um, and it was it's filmed entirely in Rome. And it was cool because Rome was a busy place then. I've never been myself, but you could see it was just not as built up and pure um, compared to how it is now with the population and everything. So that was really kind of cool. Um, of course, I love Breakfast at Tiffany's as well. And Audrey Hepburn has a pretty cool background. If you don't know, you might want to look into that. Um, you know, I don't really worship celebrities, but every once in a while you come across somebody and it's like, you know what? 
I'd like to know more about that person. I, I wonder how they got into acting and her her background really is rather interesting and she's not related to Katherine Hepburn in any way. They've actually it came up so much during the time um, when Audrey Hepburn became popular as a celebrity that they did a genealogy and there's absolutely no um, connection between Audrey Hepburn and Katherine Hepburn at all, which is a little factoid for you. Um, one of my most favorite movies of all time is Wizard of Oz. Uh, that might have a lot to do with my dad, who's deceased, um, but God love him. He would, no matter where I lived, he always called me um, to let me know that The Wizard of Oz was on. Of course, it comes on a lot more now than it ever did. Um, and it used to come on a lot around Halloween, so my dad would always take the time to call me. And if you knew my dad, he was a very um, masculine guy. He worked construction, and, you know, it was always very heartwarming that he'd take time to call his little girl and let her know that Wizard of Oz was on, and also to know that when he saw it, he thought of me. So that movie holds a special place in my heart. Also, like The Breakfast Club, my uh, son actually bought me the DVD because he knows I love that so much, and I, I think it's mostly because I relate to the stoner, <laughs> which uh, my son doesn't know that, but he probably knows it now if he listens to my podcast. Um, but I think the whole idea of the click, the clickiness in high school, I mean, we can all relate to that and how, you know, the honesty at the end where they, they walk away realizing that they had this moment with each other and it's probably going to go back to them all going back to their cliques afterwards. But the fact that they, they were able to open up to one another and trust each other in that moment to reveal some very emotional parts of themselves. So I really like that about that movie. Um, so there's, there's a great movie I just recently watched on HBO that if you can catch it, you should, it's only 30 minutes long. Um, it's called Tokyo project. So it gets off to a bit of a slow start, but the way it ends will give you a real glimpse as to what I'm looking for in a movie, and I think you're really going to like it. Um, it's thought-provoking, leaves a smile on your face. Maybe you see a part of yourself in it, or you might even learn something about yourself you didn't know an hour ago before you watched this particular movie, or not particularly Tokyo Project, but the type of movie that you walk away really thinking about, and you know, something happens and it triggers it and you're thinking about the movie again. I really like that. Um, or maybe it re, you remember something about yourself that you forgot about a long time ago. So that's what I'm looking for in terms of, you know, a decent movie. I've never walked out of a movie theater because I couldn't stand it. Um, but I try not to pick movies that are really going to disgust me or, like, I accidentally saw Kill Bill and... So I just turned it off or changed the channel. You know, that, that type of thing, the blood, the guts, the gratuitous sex, the I just, if it doesn't really fit into the movie and if it's just there for gratuitous reasons, um, I just don't, I feel like it's an insult to my intelligence. So I'll just, you know, watch something else. So I'm really, I'm really looking for thought-provoking 
movies and content. So anyways, um, that kind of sums it up for right now. I'd love to hear your comments. Feel free to message me and let me know what you'd like to hear about on next week's podcast. Hope you have a great day. Until then, have a great week. Ciao.